What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? So you got off a red eye. I did. Um, did you sleep on the plane? The whole time. Wow. I really got on the plane and I was like, I'm going to watch some movies. By the time we got up in the air, I was already asleep. As soon as like someone asked me if I wanted peanuts or a drink or whatever, I was like, no. And I took out my TV and I watched like five minutes of this movie called like Keeping Up with the Joneses with John Hamm and Gal Gadot and Zach Galifianakis. And oh, Disney where they're show. like private spies. They're, they're spies. spies. And I got uh. through seven minutes and I was like, good night. Uh, I put it away. That's nice. Yeah. I love sleeping on a plane if I can do it. It it's wasn't good. the most comfortable of sleeps, no. but I, I managed. And then I got off the plane, got on the air train, got home. Took a nap, and now here you are. Here I am. How was being away? It was initially, it was good. It was all good. And the first part was like a dream. Like literally. The video of Joseph Walsh singing the song Big from Little Big Lies. Little Lies while massaging his neck with one of those things Peter Smith has was really good. It lit, like that was it. Like, we but you were in San Francisco, not Malibu. No, we flew to Portland. I met them at the airport in mm-hmm. Portland, and on my flight to Portland was this young dancer, Casey Hess, who I'm sure you've seen dance. He was in that showing of Rune, blonde hair, Juilliard. Rune. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh great, yeah. And he was on my flight to Portland, but we weren't sitting next to each other. But then when he got off the plane, I had little time to kill because I was the first to arrive like I had like half an hour and his mom and dad were there and we had this great conversation about what the Portland airport the new rug on the floor coded like <laughs> you know the best airport in the country she sews so she wanted to talk about quilting and her mm. new sewing machine and oh. she's I wish she was I mean I love my mom but like she was also right I mean I wish she was my dad so <laughs> <laughs> I love my mom I wish she was my dad <laughs> good um, so that was great. And as soon as I was done with that conversation, my friends met me. And then we actually stayed one night in Portland at an Airbnb, which had like chickens in the backyard. Wow. And we like, but it was a lovely little like craftsman house. And we just drove around Portland and ate until we were, felt crazy. We had delicious food. And then we went to bed. Oh, we played Uno before bed, which turned into this whole theme of the trip where like Francis wanted us to play speed uno but she actually was like insanely competitive and so would people would get upset uno <laughs> uno is dice no right? no it's cards that have numbers and colors uh-huh. and then you like have to match things and you go around in a circle and then once you only have one card left you say uno right as in one right right and there's cards where you can skip and reverse and draw four and draw right, two. I think I played it as a child a couple of times. And I was like, this is okay. It's great, actually. Uh-huh. And Speed Uno, as much as I hated it when we started it, got really good. As soon as we started to understand it. In Speed Uno, you just go faster. There's more more ways of like making people collect cards. It's cruel. It's fun. Oh. The next day we left Portland after this one night stay. <laughs> one day, no night stay. <laughs> one day, no night stay at Pebble Beach. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had like beautiful pastries in the morning in Portland. And then we drove down the Oregon coast to this place called Gowan. Charles Gowan. Noaskin. <laughs> That's how I have to remember it. It's always good of the day. When you were in England, what was the thing you said? Cornland. No, but you were like, and it was in corn. Oh, you were talking about what you ate. Uh-huh. You were like, I had a, and the pie. It was like, you couldn't say it. Yeah, really, but yeah. it was a place called, I believe, Noaskin. Okay. That's not right. Noaskin. Uh-huh. 
No asking, no telling. (laughs) (laughs) But so we arrived at this home, Airbnb, Uh and was so like. Is that where the video was from? We walked in and we had a general idea of what it was going to look like, but it was a we it was a gagger. Like we walked in and people just like got real quiet and started to stare out like at the ocean, and everyone was like, "This is good." This is amazing. Wow. What did you make breakfast every morning for everybody? We made every Oh, we all participated, but okay. I think generally people had the notion that I would be responsible for yeah. planning meals, which yeah. was fine. So, but it was um it was a great group. It was Joe and his wife, Lauren, and or I could say Lauren and her husband Joe. Mm-hmm. It's also fair. Mm-hmm. And then Francis, who I've known forever since Garrett and Courtney's wedding. Francis Bean. Francis, Francis Chung. <laughs> and her giant husband, John. Is he a dancer? No, he's no. an architect. And he's oh, like good. six foot seven or something. That's amazing. No, it's a, it is really wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Did you ask him to pick you up? I would hang on him a lot, which yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. He was totally like he let me, but I don't think right. he was asking for it. No, probably not. But I mean, it's really like when you're that tall, you're asking for it. Yeah. What can I say? It's like pick me up. Uh huh. But he and I had some extraordinary conversations. We played a lot of board games. We did a puzzle. I got super puzzed out. Um, oh, we also in the mornings would do like really intense floor bar. I taught Cunningham back exercises. Wow. Yeah. The dance queen's just keeping it together no matter what I mean, cake doing it around these you. people, I was like, I am a regular person. Mm. They were as, like, so loose in their hamstrings and stuff and turnout that I was like, this is the circus. Wow. But, you know, they're principal dancers with San Francisco Ballet. So, right, like, right. that's what it is. Like, right. mutants. Right. We would take walks to the beach and, you know, look out. Uh, the last time I did puzzles, it was two Thanksgivings ago with Jeremy was there and Parker and then the Kate and Mona who run Talbot and Arding and Hudson and this woman who runs... That grocery store. Well, it's kind of a grocery. I mean, it's like a fancy boutique food store, basically. It's, I suppose there's... Talbot and Arding is the place that has, like, cheese... Is that where we picked up the apple pie? No, that's Oldie Hudson. So Oldie. there's this smaller place called Talbot and Arding okay. down the street where it's, like, just a cheesemonger. They make this amazing, like... It's like you can get a duck confit for, like, well, one piece for, like, you know, $16, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, no that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it was great. Like, she had, like, a salmon riette, a duck riette. Is that how you say it? Or is it roulette? <laughs> R-I-L-L-E... TTE. I don't know. It's like, I think it's Riyadh. We're going to go with I that. I don't know what that is. It's like a mush. Like, it's where you take, like, duck and the duck fat with, like, tarragon and stuff, and you mush it into and you get it into a jar, and then it's a dip. It's like a cheese ball made of animal it's not fat. not quite a cheese ball. It's a, <laughs> it's like, it's a salmon or a duck meat squished into a jar, and it's called a roulette or it's a like, Riyadh. It's like coconut oil, but, like, fish. <laughs> well... <laughs> It has, it has a, a mixture to it. I'm looking for the phonetics of it. It's Riyadh, so I was right. You nailed it. Kudos me. I made myself pregnant. I tasted my first piece of beef jerky on this trip, ever. You've never had beef jerky. No, it smells like a dog snack. You know, <laughs> dog snack. <laughs> It smells like dog snack. But yeah. the fran- it does. Well, and it tastes like dog snack too, girl. Right. The sixth person on this excursion was Daniela Posikov, who's the son of Yuri Posikov, who's a choreographer and good friends with Joe Lauren. And he came later than the rest of us, but he, just by a few hours. And he is he paleo or something? No. Oh. But he brought some beef jerky, 
And then was it organic or was it I like I think there a Slim was something gem? fancy about it. Okay. It was like flat. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And then I tasted it and I was like dog snack. Yeah, absolutely a dog snack. Every any time I've had it I've been like I'd rather have like one of my creepy power bars. And then I had a second bite of beef jerky yesterday on the beach. What do you think then? Dog snack. Dog snack. Yeah. Parker and I would just try to push pieces in that weren't right in the puzzle. That's what was my like. What I remember. <laughs> I thought is you were talking no, about food. No, we would like the puzzle would be happening. We'd be like, I think this goes here, and Parker would be like, and this goes here, and we'd just be like, and they'd be like, no, I think so. You're just damaging the puzzle. We just like try and push. You'd be like, well, that has a round thing, and that has a you know con- convex concave. I would have literally made you leave. I'd have been like, go. I away. think we just stopped. We were like, we can't do that. Yeah. We, it's not going to work. It's too fast. Were you glad to be away to be out of New York? That was really that. This was. I, I don't want a vacation to be any more or less than what that was. Mm. Just basically being in a house with no reason to leave it, eating food, having like small tasks, playing games, doing a floor bar just so you don't feel disgusting. Right. And then looking out at the ocean. Did you read anything? Did, Did you take a bath? Those are the things I like to do on a vacation. Well, you would have loved this because there was a wooden Japanese soaking tub where the water filled it. First, we couldn't understand how to fill it. It actually came out of a hole in the ceiling. Uh, you would have liked that. I would have loved that. Yeah. I didn't do that. Why? I, I took a long... I didn't bathe a lot. Oh. I took a long shower once. Sometimes that's a vacation for people, not yeah, bathing. Truly. Just being like, I'm going to have you in my pajamas for like the uh-huh. next, you know. Yes. All the time. 87 hours. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So then we left Oregon and we drove to the airport in Portland. We got on a plane. San Francisco. I spent the night with Joe and Lauren. We drove to Aptos. Which is where the wedding was. You need to spend more time in the West. I do feel that way, too. The West is incredible. Yeah. I... It calls. I need to move to L.A. I think that we could do a similar trip that I just did with... We could get the house, look at the ocean, eat food. Yeah. That sounds nice. I like that. You could teach us a floor bar or whatever. Pilates. I would teach Pilates. Well, in the way that, like, I ever... Gently. Well, but you shake. It's like, we're going to do these things and you're going to shake there so you build muscle. Um, We get to this big... We went to some lunch. I'm going to skip that. We get to this Airbnb in um, all all the tchotchkes of the world in one house. So I guess these people who actually live in this huge house were renting out their house for summer seasons. And I think there were 10 of us sleeping there, like all former dancers. So a lot of energy in terms of like remembering. Well, and still dancers, right? So, yeah, present and right. past. Present and past dancers. And the ghosts of Christmas past and present, yeah. right? <laughs> and so we were all like, you know, getting reacquainted, swimming mm-hmm. in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, was it warm out there? Yes, but it also gets cold. So you have wow. like variants. There's like cool evenings and cool chilly mornings and then like warm afternoons. Ah. Sounds yeah. nice. I mean, it was freezing in San Francisco, but that's like right. how they right. do it at the end of summer. So skipped, we went to a, there was sort of like an introductory, very casual dinner that night or like meet up with all the people attending the wedding, all the people from Spain, all the dancers from around the world. And when I got there, cause I was like, I do hope there's going to be a couple wild cards. Like I yeah. knew, I knew the people who were staying in my house, but then Ariel Friedman was there, which was such a nice 
I've, she dances for Helen Simino. She used to be in Botsheva. She also stages. Familiar. It's familiar you would know to her. Me. I She's think so lovely. Yeah. She's a child now. She lives mm-hmm. in Israel. And then um, Corey, this person who used to dance at Lines, was there, who I love. And uh, all these like young dancers from Lines were there, who I don't really know, but got to like you know meet people f- from Meredith's past who'd gone to like Herod with her were there. And then this like man came up to me. And oh, like, I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, got close enough that I knew he was about to be like, I know you. Right. And then I immediately understood who he was. Who was it? He was Doug. Doug. He was Doug. Doug rather, he was Michelle's yeah. friend, Doug. Yeah. And then he was like, I know who you are. And then it turned out that we had actually been like in the same space many times in the course of our life, but he had either known who I was and not said hello, or it was before that, and he just hadn't, we hadn't said hello because we didn't know each other. I wish you would have gone to Michelle's wedding. It was really... Was Doug there? Yeah, it was... Well, the wedding was somewhere upstate. Weirdly, you weren't in New York, actually. It was the summer of 20... I don't remember. And it was the summer of 20, I don't remember. And, um, 1990? Exactly. And uh, Jamie was my date. Mm-hmm. Jamie Devine. And I rented a car and we went to her wedding. And it was so wild and weird. And they Dance her wedding? Yeah, but also, like, John's parents showed up, like, maybe after the ceremony in, like, a, a big Whoa. black car. Like, it was like... We were like, what's that coming up the road? And, like, John's dad got out with, like, these sunglasses. And the mo- it was so... Amazing. Everything was just... It was, it was just, like, slightly strange. And mm-hmm. the, But, like, getting Michelle ready was so fun. And I I think we were, like, braiding her hair. And she looked so cute. And I cried for some reason. And, <laughs> um, and then you sat in a circle. And it was, like, a Quaker-style say-what-you-want-about-these-people. Oh, wow. On a hill. It was so beautiful. Did you share... Um, I think I said this is the only wedding I've ever felt was a good idea. I think that I think I, I remember saying something like that. I was like, so far in my life, this is the only wedding where I've been like, yeah, this, this makes sense. A, this wedding had a similar vibe, although it was very planned. There was no, mm. there nothing was left to chance in terms of the ceremony, which took place like in a round clearing between all these huge redwoods or whatever. This was on a clearing on top of a hill. I live for a clearing. And then we all signed a paper that we witnessed it. Everyone signed it. We all kind of married them. They had built this like fishnet or fish yes. fishing line. They'd taken fishnet. They'd gotten <laughs> no. all these stockings They'd from built, Ricky's. Like, a fishing line <laughs> canopy that was like covered in white paper cranes. So it was like oh. the, this sort of like level of paper cranes, like swimming, like over swimming, flying <laughs> <laughs> over swimming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Flying over the actual like ceremony area. And then did you all get one? Did you all get to take a paper crane? Yeah, we all got a bell. Yeah. And then they did vows and it was all very like woods, woodsy mm-hmm. and Meredith was wearing the dress. Are there mosquitoes? There's not that I recall. Oh, that's good. The dress worked. It all worked out. She looked beautiful. And it, did she have to take it to get, did she do an adjustment? They did an adjustment yeah. in San Francisco. It worked well. Mm-hmm. It fit beautifully. Great. She looked great. She looked happy. She looked comfortable. She wore it the entire night. She dancing. Put on, mm-hmm, sneakers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It seemed a tight fit to be able to do much. But it's a soft, malleable fabric underneath. Okay. okay. So she cool. was comfy. Fierce. Yeah. 
after the ceremony, we were led up through these like marigold garlands to the. Um, it all took place on like a Buddhist retreat center. Oh, okay. And we went to the dinner, which took place on this huge lawn, and it was like a seated dinner. We were brought food, family style. Weddings are so expensive. It's crazy. I don't. This is where I just am like, what's happening? It's like, insane. I'm. I get. I'm lost. I mean. Look, I guess people, everyone do what you want to do. I'm just yeah. so like, wow, they're so expensive. A lot of people have to help out. It's like a, it's a big, huge thing. And what then, do you think the desire is for that? To bring people together. Uh, and if you're bringing people from far and wide, you, you have, have to, to feed you have them. to deliver a meal. Well, and like a production, really. They did a production. Like Miracle Garlands. But like, you're not, but you're then, the people who are delivering those aspects of the production aren't being paid to do that. That's like part of the gift. Uh, you know, like the making of the cranes, the stringing of the flowers, uh, the delivering of the speeches. It's not like paid performances. Can you imagine your friends fly from everywhere and you're like, hey, everybody, hey, so for the next three hours, if you could fold these little pieces of origami white paper. Yeah. Or, but Wait, or, did that happen? No. no. but other. I wasn't involved in folding, but I had already done my part. What was your part? <clears throat> the dress. The dress. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, that wasn't for free, but you know. But in this way it was, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because... Because it was couture and she didn't pay like $13,000 right. for Right, wedding it. dresses okay. do cost that much. So... Uh, I was actually amazed at, like, the breadth of the dance community that was there. I was really like, oh, my God, like, this is fancy. All of a sudden, Joanna Katza was there, no. and Gil was there, and then no. you saw me come in, and then you're like, Jack, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, well, I'm here with Pam. <laughs> and Pam was there, and then Sarah Mitchelson was like, hey, everybody. But you it was know, like, like everybody who's not in the New York dance community. Okay, okay. Like, I was the only New York person, I think. Wow. Yeah. I know. There's a lot of dance outside of New York. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like the Europe, the West Coast, the mm. Northwest Coast. It was mm. like different. Yeah. But and it wasn't just people we went to school with in Seattle. It was like people from Sasha Waltz, people from Batsheva, people from uh, Norwegian National Ballet, people from who formerly of the Stuttgart Ballet. Like it was mm. everybody. It was nice. What if we took over the Stuttgart Ballet? No, it won't happen. <laughs> Garrett, at one point, we were, like, sitting in the pool, and he was like, you should be a director. And I was like, that won't happen. It doesn't negate what he said. I mean, I do think right. that in he, terms he of He was your... like, why? And I was like, because nobody would let me. Well, nobody would offer that to me. It's unfortunate. Oh, I just... I I saw Robert Curran post something on Insta. It's just, like, a photo of himself. And I was like, Robert. I don't know. you a director. I know. And yeah. You, I, Whatever. We he should was, have him on. He was a famous principal dancer. Yeah. That's like, you know, right. big criteria. At any rate, he should be on the podcast. We yeah, love him. I love him. Um, so then we had a lovely dinner. People kept dinging these bells. Wait, where were the bells at your place? Yes, they had your name, and then you had a bell, and people would ding it to make them kiss. Oh, my God. I know. I found that stressful, too. Yeah, that just you saying that made me feel anxious. I know. I was like, stop with the bells. So every time they'd ring the bell, they'd kiss? Yeah. Do and you Meredith know what I mean? and Jorge have already been married for three years, but they just decided now to have a ceremony. <laughs> they did a GoFundMe. <clears throat> <laughs> it took three years. It took three years to get the wedding of my drums. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of the speeches was that Meredith's sister... Uh-huh gave this speech in English where she was like cute and like it was all funny and then she was like at one point in my career I got to work with the Lions Ballet like backstage and I traveled with them and got to watch my sister 
really in her element from close up performing. And she was like, it was so incredibly moving to watch like the amount of effort and focus and skill. And everybody was like, this is nice. You know, it was really like a beautiful thing. And somehow she related it to like their relationship, whatever. Then and I've watched her with all this effort and skill navigate this relationship. <laughs> Anyhow, go on. Then the like Jorge's sister-in-law had to do the translation. So then she starts reading it, and it was as if she'd never heard it because when she got to that part, she started crying, like so mm. much so that she like couldn't continue reading, and that was really beautiful. That was like did you cry? I got tears. Yeah, uh-huh. for that. Just because, like, of how moved she yeah. was, like, Real through, life. through the text. Real life, uh-huh. Yeah. Good show. That was a good show. That was a good show. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I like that part of this show called Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then they did the first dance, and then we all started dancing, and it was really fun, and then I was dancing with this wild young lady who dances for lions named Maddie, mm-hmm. who's, like, this beautiful redhead, really tall. Uh-huh. And... Fun. Yeah. So we were dancing, and then we were dancing on, like, a slippery Oops. wooden platform that was just set on the grass, and then I slipped off the edge of it and rolled my ankle. <gasps> and I crumbled to the ground, which is, like, good, because it yeah. sort of saves your foot from fracturing. But, right. Um, and I was like, ow. <laughs> and then I just kept dancing the whole night. Yeah. And because then the dance party, like, moved up to this sort of, like, building. Did your foot hurt? Initially. And then you were like, I don't know anything. Yep. And then when you got home and you took your shoe off, did you have some swelling? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, girl. And then the next I one, bet. I had a huge bruise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? What's it look like now? Let's look at it. It looks swollen and bruised. It does. Wow, honey. (laughs) That does not look right. (laughs) Yes. That does not look okay. That is fat. (laughs) Yes. But it's fine. I can put pressure on it and it's... Are you putting the Voltaren on it? I should do that. That's what you should do three times a day. Yeah. But it's fine. It's just like tender. Just watching you like push your talus like that in that moment made me feel sick. (laughs) You're like, but it's okay. As you like (laughs) push it into a claw and I watch the inflammation pop against your hand. Yeah. It's gnarly, dude. Yeah. Stop. (laughs) It looks like a cabbage patch kid. (laughs) Your foot does. And then at one point I went outside and Doug was getting like body mind centering on the grass from somebody. It was like a dancer wedding. (sighs) (laughs) That's so good. Like literally the person was like, oh yeah, I took Bonnie Bramage Cohen's body mind centering. Like it was that. Yeah. So she was doing like body talk with her or whatever. Right. Like that. Right. So um, (sighs) there were like then tacos that I was too full to eat at Uh this like dance party. And then it was over. We went home. Sounds fun. And then went to, I stayed up all night talking to Courtney went to sleep the next morning we packed it up we left it's always depressing those last days but I kept talking to people about how like this is like the last (laughs) like who else is gonna get married why are we gonna have any more reasons to come together funerals that is what I think Courtney said and I was like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah I guess I'll see you at funerals okay bye (laughs) yeah It's intense. Yeah. Nostalgia. Anyways, that's that was my trip. Sorry it was so detailed. No, I mean, it's. I, I think it's interesting to be back with all those people who you knew and meeting, like, their new people and all of that and from this time and youth. It's like, I can't, I don't even know what that would be for me. I don't have that. I just didn't have that experience. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Like, my experience of company life was maybe doing a play for three months. Right. And then you just start like, bye, I'll see you never. I mean, like, these are people each other, like, who you, like, then. we all came together 20 years ago and had this, like, really intense experience for a couple of years. Right. And then have all formed this web through the whole dance universe, and then it, like, all converges occasionally. 
picking that couch. Like a kitty cat. Mm. I started school. That was good. Teaching. Mm-hmm. It was really good. The kids were really ha- happy and excited? Um, maybe? I don't know. I mean, it's an exciting semester. I'm excited about gender theater. That class is really... It was... That was a really fun class to start. My opera grads are so fun. You would love them. Like, it was a lot of laughs right away on day one. And... I'm excited to work with them in an acting way. And then my advanced acting class is really exciting. Like there, there, there's three classes that I'm really excited about. And there was a faculty meeting and like a kind of faculty kind of get together. And I met some new faculty and I felt more outgoing at the beginning of this semester than I did at the beginning of last semester. I love the beginning of a school year. I think last year, I don't know. I think the summer had been really hard. Last summer it was much harder than this past summer. I don't remember it at all. Well, there you go. Maybe we were just I remember, in a Oh, I was having surgeries and stuff. Last summer? Yeah. My last surgery, my last major surgery was May. Right. And then I had my very last surgery right, in August. Right, when you August. got that out. Right. Yeah. But the summer before was, like, even worse. The summer before was when everything started to go wrong. Yes. Yeah. Because I remember being on oh, yeah. Fire Island when, and getting a phone call from Harriet. Mm. And just, uh, anyhow. That was the end of last. So this past life. summer, even though this this summer had like work and some drama and stuff, it was still, I don't know, I was, I'd also spent a lot of, so much of August being depressed and reading and writing and all that reading and writing really helped pay off to start at the beginning of a semester. Reading and writing. Reading and writing. And that was fun. And then uh, we did the the thing at pa- with Paige at Orchestratus for Parker's <gasps> book. I want to know about that. It was so sweet. How I, was it structured? Paige set the tickets at, that just for 40 people so it could be kind of intimate I mean Parker had expressed wanting to have a an some sort of book party thing around her book with people who are she doesn't know that are you know people who've read the book and who want to talk some about it and right um and I wanted her to have that experience so I knew that Paige was doing a book club thing for you're on an airplane and I so I was like Parker do you want to do a small thing and so I really let her and Paige figure it out. I put in, I gave a little, a few suggestions of keeping it small. And, and it was really sweet. It was like 40 some people showed up. We all just hung out and talked. And I met some of them and they got to talk with Parker. And Did Parker have to like do a reading or a speech or anything? No, she just talked with people. Wow. She just talked with people and signed their books and, you know, asked. Did she sit at a table? Sometimes. Or she walked around and. Um, was Gracie there? Yeah. Yeah, I held Gracie most of the time. No, Uh Gracie really wanted to, like, sleep and be held. And she had already met Paige because Paige had come up and stayed with us for a couple days upstate this summer. Right. And And then you had dinner here. Yes. And then we just hung out and chatted for a while and (gasps) watched the clip of the new Isabelle Huppert movie called Greta, where she... So, Chloe Grace Moritz, Uh Moritz, whatever her name is, plays a young woman whose mother dies and she moves to New York City. Um, uh-huh. She's depressed. You know, it's awful that her mother died. She meets a piano teacher on a subway named Greta, played by Isabelle Huppert, who starts to stalk her. Uh-huh. And it is... The clip is... There's this part... So she It's not a trailer, it's a clip. Uh, there's no trailer out yet. There's only a clip. And it's directed by Neil Jordan, who did The Crying Game, Interview with a Vampire. Like, oh. So the clip is... Um, Chloe comes to this table obviously she's being stalked but you can get a sense that she's annoyed to see this woman and she shows up and uh she goes Shopley. Isabel is like may I she, she taps the glass and Chloe's like mm, she tastes and she goes a bit like you 
promises a lot then disappoints and she goes okay and goes to walk away and she goes i deserve better and she throws the glass on the floor on the ground and then chloe and it's like a cut to her white high heel shoes she's all in white and chloe grace morath goes are you a child? She goes, no, you are the child. You need to be loved now that you don't have a mother and you can't accept love. And Chloe Grace is like, don't you dare talk to me about my mother. And she, and then Isabel goes, don't you see? Your mother had to die so that we could meet. Living over a table in a packed restaurant. This sounds right up your alley. I, honey, honey, it's like, it was like, I was like, I would like another movie, please. And God was like, here you go. I mean, I was like, I need a reflection of how I feel. And God was like, yet again, it will be Isabelle Luper. <laughs> oh, honey, I am like, seeing the clip and seeing there's no trailer and that it's premiering in Toronto, I was almost like, how much are flights to Toronto? I was like, I cannot. When does it come out? I don't know. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see Suspiria. Have you watched the trailer for that? Yes. It looks amazing. Yeah, so I ex- mo- fall movies. What about coming back to this weather, girl? Were you I'm, like I was nice to get off the plane and have it be cold. I cold I, and rainy. Yeah. I, I mean California was perfect as mm-hmm. ever. Right. And New York when I left was burning garbage On fire. Dump. <laughs> I can't watch TV right now. Like I finished Sharp objects. Uh huh. So you need to watch the show. Okay. So we can talk about it. You would have. You have to watch it. It's kind of like whatever that show was that you saw that I hadn't seen called Big Little Lies. Then you loved it. Yeah, Sharp Objects is the same except for the last episode. We were just like, (laughs) it's just it's there. All of a sudden, the director's like, you know what I want to do? Overspell everything. Theater. Oh, girl. I hate theater. You know what I hate. Theater. It's terrible to say, but I hate theater. Um, there's not a lot of theater I want to see coming up. I have to get, there's a lot of dance tickets I have to get. I got one last night. For? Anna Teresa de Kiersmacher Brandenburg at the Armory. Okay. I, my seats aren't great, but I don't think there's a lot available, but okay. I'm excited. I, I don't All, I'm all the Brandenburg concertos. Cool. Excited for the music, even if the dancing is a disappointment. Even if it's just, you know... Shuffle along, hop, skip it to do, but uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes um, Anna Teresa. Is sometimes not it's a amazing, amazing, and some, and that's also one of the, like the most disappointing things I've yeah. seen. Yeah, I'm in the process of getting my Beth Gill tickets, but the passcode has expired, so I need to figure out if there's another one. Promotional code. I'd like to hear. Jeremy Hil- wants to see Jules. He's never seen yeah. it, so God, we have to do that. I'd like to hear Hillary Hahn play at Alice Tully Hall. She's playing Bach partitas and stuff. Uh-huh. Violinist. I'd like to go to. We'll be see. We'll be. We'll be. I guess fall is up, ladies and gentlemen. We'll we'll see shows. We'll and interview we'll people. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll start interviewing people again. We've just. It's. It was the end of summer. It's. It's now the beginning of fall. <laughs> I really like. It'll, soon it'll be mid fall. We'll be like. We'll interview someone. I'm telling you, we will. <laughs> we just have to like. Pull it together. Pull it together. We've got to. You know, we haven't been baggy about this podcast. I remember when we were telling Heather Lang about our podcast, and we were like, well, we do it every week. She's like, good, you're not baggy about it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you didn't find my wedding story too tedious. 
I don't think so. And if they got bored, then they can just skip it. I was talking to you. Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about our audience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Feel free to write us. You can find us at Instagram. You know, we have a website. Mm -hmm. This and that. It's Um, really easy. It's no big deal. Google it. Look at our beautiful photos. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy, I I wonder when our 10th episode. Like, I really like these days someone takes a picture of me. Like, Doug kept taking these pictures and showing them to me and I'd be like I mean whatever it's insane but like do what you will because I looked mean? outrageously like my grandmother but like oh, you really Jeremy think... takes pictures of me I'm Jeremy's like, a good beautiful. photographer someone took a photo of I'm beautiful. me and Parker yesterday and I was like I don't, I'm not gonna post that <laughs> I was like I was like that's okay it's not a great photo of me <laughs> that's okay yeah all right well we loves you and uh whatever that's it we loves you Um, okay, addendum. What? Well, we, just we forgot. forgot. Yeah, a lot, a big thing. Well, we had some, you know, concern about why were we not discussing the city ballet drama? What have you? And what it's because we didn't have like the full. It's not our place to talk about no. the city ballet drama without like real details. Right. So we didn't have anything to say about it because right. it would have just been conjecture until. Right. You the know, New York Times published an article published which I didn't read because I missed it, and you read. When did it come out? Mm, September fifth. So it's a while ago. We have to walk ago. down the platform a little okay. bit. We're, Reed and I are about to get on the G so train, which could maybe never come. Is that like they posted that first article, which was mm-hmm. general in a way of kind of like cleaning up, cleaning it all up, and right, announcing right. that New York City Ballet is taking measures or whatever. Right. I'm assuming that the woman who was actually affected by these actions was like, "I'm not going to stand for it. I will. I will endure the humiliation, and in order to really humiliate these men." Got it. Got it. I think that's what must have happened. So, um, I'll I'll just scan through the article just to because Jack hasn't heard it. I haven't. So she's 20 years old. Ugh. And when this was happening, I believe she was 17. Oh my god. Oh my um, god. She filed a suit at the state supreme court against the company and her ex-boyfriend Chase Finley, who'd been a principal dancer there uh, until he resigned. Hang on, the train's coming, so I'm going to pause it. Okay, we're getting on the train. So she's 17. Chase was how old? Early 20s. Okay. Company at the same time suspended two other principal dancers, Amar and Zach, without pay. Until next year, they had violated unspecified norms of conduct. Now, that was what was laid out in the past article. In the lawsuit, she's saying that Mr. Finley um, sent nude photos of her (laughs) to Amar the court papers say sent back an image of a bare-chested female ballet member. <gasps> yeah. The suit accuses Mr. Catazzaro of having exchanged unspecified images with Mr. Finley, Ms. Waterbury, who studied at the School of American Ballet, <clears throat> um, blames the company and her suit for condoning a fraternity-like atmosphere that permeates the ballet and its dancers and emboldens yep. them to disregard the law and violate the basic rights of women. Right. As an example, the lawsuit says that the company was aware that Mr. Finley had caused extensive damage to his hotel room in Washington after hosting a party there earlier this year. Charles Sharp, the chairman of the board at City Ballet, said in a statement that the company had not condoned any of the behavior mentioned and that it has no liability for the actions specified in the complaint and has taken the appropriate disciplinary actions for the dancers involved. 
Waterbury's lawsuit says that she was not alone in being victimized and that nude photos of other female dancers were also shared on the text chain, often accompanied by lewd and misogynistic language. Now this is where it gets crazy. The suit says a donor wrote to Mr. Finley about his desire to violate dancers at another company. A donor. Uh-huh. And added, I bet we could tie some of them up and abuse them like farm animals. <gasps> it said Mr. Finley replied, or like the sluts they are. I feel sick. And then Mr. Finley's lawyer said that Chase had no comment on the above. Wow. So... I feel... She discovered all the texts earlier this spring when he allowed her to use his computer. And how old was she with this spring? 19 or 20, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, she has not gone to the police with her allegations, but is still considering the option. Um, it's just the latest incident to rock, you know, whatever's going on at New York City Ballet. Uh, but the, I guess the company's going to fight it. Um, and I, I don't know. There's more. You can read it in the New York Times, but... That the company's... Well, I mean, the company... Okay, the company's going to fight the suit against them, but then she cannot, obviously, sue Chase. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. But it's not... It's not... It's bad. It's bad. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. So, obviously... Bad. I think that I think like City Ballet needs to now be as transparent as possible as they possibly can moving right. forward. Right. Because when you have men behaving like this who are, you know, supposed to be leaders of your company, there's a problem. Right. So what do you have to say about that? Um, I feel I mean, the thing about, well, this abuse of power and this thing, too, with the donor is it's like this other creepy and scary narrative about um, who's involved and why are they getting involved. I mean, Reed and I, before we recorded today, uh, we were just catching up briefly as he came to the apartment. And, like, when we talked about people who um, are donors in terms of the arts, one hopes that them being a, a patron of the arts is about looking to um, give, to to have it be a, a sense of wanting to be involved with the arts to help create culture, for the culture, right. to go forward and to be support. innovative and to support exactly with when you have a lot of capital. So then to hear, you know, these, I think about, I mean, remember that, what was that show? You watched all of it, I only saw some, Flesh and Bone. Uh -huh. And isn't there some sort of like scary donor thing that happens right. in There's that? Right, like Russian people you know, who are giving money, but then the girls have to kind of like take their clothes off. Right, I mean, it's, you, you, we, you hear these things or see these like cliche things in films and then it's like, well. Real life. <laughs> there it is. And so it's, it's awful. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's an abuse of power. It's, the situation is, um, it makes me feel sick. Uh, the, her age of the salsa thing beginning when she's 17. I mean, again, and it's, it's like, I know that this is a movie and was based on a book, but 
this that thing too of and it makes me think of like where is this happening with boys who don't feel they can come forward at all you know I mean I know this is about this woman and what's going on with her and then what's going on with boys it's also happening there it's happening everywhere and so happens in history yes in the world yes so you know she's and again, I mean, my point of it being like these people who are like, oh, call me by your name was really great. I'm like, well, he's 17 and that person's 24 and or supposedly and they look in their 30s. I'm just I'm over it. It's people need to grow up. And um, part of growing up is about being responsible. And uh, this is a really irresponsible, um, abusive event. Yeah. And I agree with you in, in terms of that the company now has to uh, find a way to be very transparent and sa- they, you know, maybe need to have a deep inventory. Yeah. I mean, I, I can acknowledge that perhaps they weren't aware of certain sure, things going on, but like they do have to acknowledge that they are part of the creation of the culture where things like that are possible. Correct. So that's it. All right. It's not great. And uh, let's do better. Please. Yeah, we all have to be accountable. Do better. Uh, All right. Bye. Bye.